Chapter Thirteen, Verses One through Seventeen, of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected out of the Works of the Fathers, by Saint Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen, Verses One through Nine. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground, and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Chrysostom. When he had rebuked him that told him of his mother and his brethren, he then did according to their request. He departed out of the house, having first corrected his brethren, for their weak desire of vainglory. He then paid honor due to his mother. As it is said, the same day Jesus went forth out of the house and sat down by the seaside. Augustine. By the words, the same day, he sufficiently shows that these things either followed immediately upon what had gone before, or that many things could not have intervened, unless, indeed, day here after the scripture manner signifies a period. Rabanus, for not only the Lord's words and actions, but his journeyings also, and the places in which he works his mighty works and preaches, are full of heavenly sacraments. After the discourse held in the house, wherein with wicked blasphemy he had been said to have a demon, he went out and taught by the sea, to signify that having left Judea because of their sinful unbelief, he would pass to the salvation of the Gentiles. For the hearts of the Gentiles, long proud and unbelieving, are rightly likened to the swelling and bitter waves of the sea. And who knows not that Judea was by faith the house of the Lord? Jerome, for it must be considered that the multitude could not enter into the house to Jesus, nor be there where the apostles heard mysteries. Therefore the Lord in mercy to them departed out of the house and sat near the sea of this world that great numbers might be gathered to him, and that they might hear on the seashore what they were not worthy to hear within. And great multitudes were gathered unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat down, and all the people stood on the shore. Chrysostom. The evangelist did not relate this without a purpose, but that he might show the Lord's will therein, who desired so to place the people that he should have none behind him, but all should be before his face. Hilary, there is moreover a reason in the subject of his discourse, why the Lord should sit in the ship, and the multitude stand on the shore. For he was about to speak in parables, and by this action signifies that they who were without the church could have no understanding of the divine word. The ship offers a type of the church, within which the word of life is placed, and is preached to those without and who, as being barren sand, cannot understand it. Jerome, Jesus is in the midst of the waves, 
he is beaten to and fro by the waves and secure in his majesty causes his vessel to come nigh the land that the people not being in danger not being surrounded by temptations which they could not endure might stand on the shore with a firm step to hear what was said rabanus or that he went into a ship and sat on the sea signifies that christ by faith should enter into the hearts of the gentiles and should gather together the church in the sea that is in the midst of the nations that spake against him and the crowd that stood on the seashore neither in the ship nor in the sea offers a figure of those that receive the word of god and are by faith separated from the sea that is from the retrobate but are not yet imbued with heavenly mysteries it follows and he spake many things unto them in parables chrysostom he had not done thus on the mount he had not framed his discourse by parables for there were the multitudes only in a mixed crowd but here the scribes and pharisees but he speaks in the parables not for this reason only but to make his sayings plainer and to fix them more fully in the memory by bringing things before the eyes jerome and it is to be noted that he spake not all things to them in parables but many things for had he spoken all things in parables the people would have departed without benefit he mingles things plain with things dark that by those things which they understand they may be incited to get knowledge of the things they understand not the multitude also is not of one opinion but of diverse wills and diverse manners whence he speaks to them in many parables that each according to their several dispositions may receive some portion of his teaching chrysostom he first sets forth the parable to make his hearers more attentive and because he was about to speak admatically he attracts the attention by this first parable saying behold a sower went forth to sow his seed jerome by this sower is typified the son of god who sows among the people the word of the father chrysostom whence then went out he who is everywhere present and how went he out not in place but by his incarnation being brought nearer to us by the garb of the flesh forasmuch as we because of our sins could not enter in unto him he therefore came forth to us rabanus or he went forth when having left judea he passed by the apostles to the gentiles jerome or he was within while he was yet in the house and spake sacraments to his disciples he went therefore forth from the house that he might sow seed among the multitudes chrysostom when you hear the words the sower went out to sow do not suppose that it is a tautology for the sower goes out oftentimes for other ends as to break up the ground to pluck up noxious weeds to root up thorns or perform any other species of industry but this man went forth to sow what then becomes of that seed three parts of it perish and one is preserved but not all in the same manner but with a certain difference as it follows and as he sowed some fell by the wayside jerome this parable valentinius lays hold of to establish his heresy bringing in three different natures the spiritual the natural or the animal and the earthly but there are here four named one by the wayside one stony one thorny and a fourth the good ground chrysostom next 
How is it according to reason to sow seed among the thorns, or on stony ground, or by the wayside? Indeed, in the material seed and soil of this world, it would not be reasonable, for it is impossible that rock should become soil, or that the way should not be the way, or that thorns should not be thorns. But with minds and doctrines it is otherwise. There it is possible that the rock be made rich soil, that the way should be no more trodden upon, that the thorns should be extirpated, that the most part of the seed then perished came not of him that sowed, but of the soil that received it, that is, the mind. For he that sowed put no difference between rich and poor, rise or foolish, but spoke to all alike, filling up his own part, though foreseeing all things that should come to pass, so that he might say, What ought I to have done that I have not done? He does not pronounce sentence upon them openly, this the indolent received and have lost it this the rich and have choked it this the careless and have lost it because he would not harshly reprove them that he might not alienate them altogether by this parable also he instructs his disciples that though the greater part of those that heard them were such as perished yet that they should not therefore be remiss for the lord himself who foresaw all things did not on this account desist from sowing jerome note that this is the first parable that has been given with its interpretation and we must beware where the lord expounds his own teaching that we do not presume to understand anything either more or less or any way otherwise than as so expounded by him rabanus but those things which he silently left to our understanding should be shortly noticed the wayside is the mind trodden and hardened by the continual passage of evil thoughts the rock the hardness of the self-willed mind the good soil the gentleness of the obedient mind the sun the heat of a raging persecution the depth of soil is the honesty of a mind trained by heavenly discipline but in thus expounding them we should add that the same things are not always put in one and the same allegorical signification jerome and we are excited to the understanding of his words by the advice which follows he that hath ears to hear let him hear rigmig these ears to hear are ears of the mind to understand namely and to do those things which are commanded verses ten through seventeen and the disciples came and said unto him why speakest thou unto them in parables he answered and said unto them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even what he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive for this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts and should be converted and i should heal them but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear for verily i say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Gloss. 
the disciples understanding that the things which were spoken by the lord to the people were obscure desired to hint to him that he should not speak in parables to them and his disciples came to him and said why speakest thou to them in parables chrysostom wherein it is worthy admiration that the disciples who desire to learn of him know when they ought to ask him for they do not this before the multitude this matthew declares when he says and they came to him and mark more expressively says that they came to him when he was alone jerome we must inquire how they could come to him at that time when jesus was sitting in the ship we may understand that they had at the first entered into the ship and standing there made this inquiry of him Rigmigius. The evangelist, therefore, says, came to him, to express that they eagerly inquired of him, or they might indeed approach him bodily, though the space between them was small. Chrysostom, and observe, moreover, their goodness, how great their thought for others, that they inquire about what concerns others, before what relates to themselves. For they say not, Why speakest thou to us in parables, but to them? And he answered and said unto them, because it is given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. Rigmigius, to you I say who adhere to me and believe in me. By the mystery of the kingdom of heaven he intends the gospel doctrine. To them, that is, to them that are without and who would not believe on him, the scribes namely and the Pharisees, and to the rest who continue in unbelief it is not given. Let us then with the disciples come unto the Lord with a pure heart, that he may think us worthy to interpret to us the evangelic teaching, according to that, they who draw near to his feet shall receive of his doctrine. Chrysostom. In saying this, he does not imply any necessity or fate, but shows at once that they, to whom it is not given, are the cause of all their own miseries, and yet that the knowledge of the divine mysteries is the gift of God, and a grace given from above. Yet this does not destroy free will, as is manifest from what follows for to prevent that either these should despair or those be remiss when they hear that to you it is given he shows that the beginning of all lays within ourselves and then he adds for whoso hath to him shall be given and he shall abound and whoso hath not from him shall be taken what he hath as much as to say whoso has the desire and zeal to him shall be given all those things which are of God. But whoso lacketh these, and does not contribute that part which that pertains to him, to him neither are the things which are of God given, but even those things that he hath are taken from him, not because God takes them away, but because he hath made himself unworthy of those that he has. Wherefore we also, if we see any hearkening carelessly, and having exhorted him to attend, he do not heed us let us be silent for should we persevere in urging him his slothfulness will be the more charged against him but him that is zealous to learn we draw onwards pouring forth many things and he well said according to another evangelist that which he seemeth to have for in truth he has not even that he has Rigmigius. He that has a desire to read shall have given to him power to understand. And whoso has not desire to read, that understanding which by the bounty of nature he seems to have, even that shall be taken from him. Or whoso has charity, to him shall be given the other virtues also. 
and from him who has not charity the other virtues likewise shall be taken away for without charity there can be nothing good jerome more to the apostles who believe in christ there is given but from the jews who believe not on the son of god there is taken away even whatever good they might seem to have by nature for they cannot understand anything with wisdom seeing they have not the head of wisdom hilary for the jews not having faith have lost also the law which they had and gospel faith has the perfect gift inasmuch as if received it enriches with new fruit if rejected it subtracts from the riches of ancient possession chrysostom but that what he had said might be made more manifest he adds therefore speak i unto them in parables because seeing they see not and hearing they hear not neither do they understand had this been a natural blindness he ought to have opened their eyes but forasmuch as it is voluntary therefore he said not simply they see not but seeing they see not for they have seen the demons going out and they said he casts out demons by beelzebub they heard that he drew all men to god and they say this man is not of god therefore because they spake the very contrary to what they saw and heard to see and to hear is taken from them for they profit nothing but rather fall under judgment for this reason he spake to them at first not in parables but with much clearness but because they perverted all they saw and heard he now speaks in parables rigmigius it should be noted that not only what he spake but also what he did were parables that is signs of things spiritual which he clearly shows when he says that seeing they may not see but words are heard and not seen jerome this he says of those who were standing on the shore and separated from jesus and who because of the dashing of the waves heard not distinctly what was said chrysostom and that they should not say he slanders us as an enemy he brings forward the prophet declaring the same opinion as it follows that there might be fulfilled in them the prophecy of isaiah who said with the hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and shall not behold gloss that is with the hearing ye shall hear words but shall not understand the hitting meaning of those words seeing ye shall see my flesh indeed but shall not discern the divinity chrysostom this he said because they had taken away their own sight and hearing shutting their eyes and hardening their hearts for not only did they not hear at all but they heard obtusely as it follows the heart of this people is wax gross and they have heard hardly with their ears rabanus the heart of the jews is made gross with the grossness of wickedness and through the abundance of their sins they hear hardly the lord's words because they have received them ungratefully jerome and that we should not suppose that this grossness of the heart and heaviness of the ears is of nature and not of choice he adds the fruit of their own willfulness for they have shut their eyes chrysostom herein he points out how extreme their wickedness how determined their aversion again to draw them towards him he adds and be converted and i should heal them which shows that if they would be converted they should be healed as if one should say if he would ask me i would immediately forgive him this would point out how he might be reconciled so here when he says 
lest they should be converted and i should heal them he shows that it was possible that they should be converted and having done penitence should be saved augustine otherwise they have shut their eyes lest they should see you with their eyes that is themselves were the cause that god shut their eyes for another evangelist says he hath blinded their eyes but is this to the end that they should never see or that they should not see so much as this that becoming discontent with their own blindness and bewailing themselves should be so humbled and moved to confession for their sins and pious seeking after god for mark thus expresses the same thing lest they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them from which we learn that by their sins they deserved not to understand and that yet this was allowed them in mercy that they should confess their sins and should turn and so merit to be forgiven but when john relating this expresses it thus therefore they could not believe because isaiah said again he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes and understand with their hearts and be converted and i should heal them this seems to be opposed to this interpretation and to compel us to take what is here said lest they should see with their eyes not as though they might come to see after this fashion but that they should never see at all for he says it plainly that they should not see with their eyes and that he says therefore they could not believe sufficiently shows that the blindness was not inflicted to the end that moved thereby in grieving that they understand not they should be converted through penitence for that they could not unless they had first believed but by believing had been converted and by confession had been healed and having been healed understood but it rather shows that they were therefore blinded that they should not believe for he speaks most clearly therefore they could not believe but if it be so who would not rise up in defense of the jews and pronounce them to be free from all blame of their unbelief for therefore they could not believe because he hath blinded their eyes but because we must rather believe god to be without fault we are driven to confess that by some other sins they had deserved to be blinded and that indeed this blinding prevented them from believing for the words of john are these they could not believe because that isaiah said again he hath blinded their eyes it is in vain then to endeavor to understand it that they were therefore blinded that they should be converted seeing that they could not be converted because they believed not and they could not believe because they were blinded or perhaps we should not say amiss thus that some of the jews were capable of being healed but that being puffed up with so great swelling pride it was good for them at first that they should not believe that they might understand the lord speaking in parables which if they did not understand they would not believe and thus not believing on him they together with the rest who were past hope crucified him and at length after his resurrection they were converted when humbled by the guilt of his death they loved him the more because of the heavy guilt which had been forgiven them for their so great pride needed such an humiliation to overcome it this might indeed be thought an inconsistent explanation did we not plainly read in the acts of the apostles that thus it was this then that john says therefore they could not believe because he hath blinded their eyes that they should not see is not repugnant to our holding that they were therefore blinded that they should not be converted 
that is to say that the lord's meaning was therefore purposely clothed in obscurities of parables that after his resurrection they might turn them to wisdom with a more healthy penitence for by reason of the darkness of his discourse they being blinded did not understand the lord's sayings and not understanding them they did not believe on him and not believing on him they crucified him thus after his resurrection terrified by the miracles that were wrought in his name they had the greater compunction for their great sin and were more prostrated in penitence and accordingly after indulgence granted they turned to obedience with a more ardent affection notwithstanding some there were to whom this blinding profited not to conversion rigmigius in all the clauses the word not must be understood thus that they should not see with their eyes and should not hear with their ears and should not understand with their heart and should not be converted and i should heal them gloss so then the eyes of them that see and will not believe are miserable but your eyes are blessed whence it follows blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear jerome if we had not read above that invitation to his hearers to understand when the lord said he that hath ears to hear let him hear we might here suppose that the eyes and ears which are now blessed are those of the body but i think that those eyes are blessed which can discern christ's sacraments and those ears of which isaiah speaks the lord hath given me an ear gloss the mind is called an eye because it is intently directed upon what is set before it to understand it and an ear because it learns from the teaching of another hilary or he is speaking of the blessedness of the apostolic times to whose eyes and ears it was permitted to see and to hear the salvation of god many prophets and just men having desired to see and to hear that which was destined to be in the fullness of times whence it follows verily i say unto you that many prophets and just men have desired to see the things that ye see and to hear the things that ye hear and have not heard them jerome this place seems to be contradicted by what is said elsewhere abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad rabban also isaiah and micah and many other prophets saw the glory of the lord and were thence called seers jerome but he said not the prophets and the just men but many for out of the whole number it may be that some saw and others saw not but as this is a perilous interpretation that we should seem to be making a distinction between the merits of the saints at least as far as the degree of their faith in christ therefore we may suppose that abraham saw an enigma and not in substance but ye have truly present with you and hold your lord inquiring of him at your will and eating with him chrysostom these things then which the apostles saw and heard are such as his presence his voice his teaching and in this he sets them before not the evil only but even before the good pronouncing them more blessed than even the righteous men of old for they saw not only what the jews saw not but also what the righteous men and prophets desired to see and had not seen for they had beheld these things only by faith but these by sight and even yet more clearly you see how he identifies the old testament with the new for had the prophets been the servants of any strange or hostile deity they would not have desired to see christ
End of chapter 13, verses 1 through 17.